Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments. Mitchell is a thought leader, entrepreneur, and TEDx speaker who helps you think big and lead an authentic life. Each week, Mitchell gives leaders the inspiration they need to make a greater impact and share their genius with the world. Now, here's Mitchell Levy. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert. And this particular week, I'm pulling back from the set of shows I did with Lisa McDonald, and we focused on legacy. And particularly, we have Lolly Daskal this session, and she she's an amazing human. And what, what you're going to get from this show is thinking about how to leave your legacy, and more importantly, how to live your legacy, and how to live your life for greatness. So if this is something that's of interest to you, you absolutely want to listen to this show, check out the other shows on Legacy, and certainly subscribe to this channel. Thanks so much. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, the AHA guy at AHA That, and welcome to episode 148 of Thought Leader Life with my co-host, Lisa McDonald. Hey, Mitchell. Lisa, good to have you here. Lisa, of course, is the host of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. And I can't tell you how excited I am to have Lolly Daskal with us. Woohoo! Yeah, exactly. A leadership executive coach, a keynote speaker, a TEDx speaker. She is amazing. Lolly, welcome to the show. Thanks for making time. Thank you for having me. Hi, Mitchell. Hey. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Lolly. Nice to be with you again. Nice to be with you. That's right. You did. You guys did a show together. We did radio. I'm going to say probably about a year ago now, and uh, it could even be a year and a half ago. I have no concept of time anymore. I'm <laughs> quite sure I speak for all three of us when I say that. But uh, this, yeah. And when we did our interview, of course, it was audio. So this is lovely that we have that component of visual uh, as well. Lovely oh, to see beautiful faces. It is nice to it is nice to see people, but for those listening, uh, whether it's on C Suite Radio or uh, God, how many other places? We'll just say there's a bevy of places we list the audio. But let's talk about the show, and specifically, we're spending a month together. So Lisa and I are spending a month together talking about legacy. And so I just I want to throw you a softball question first, Lolly. And what is what is in today's world with everyone having a camera and audio and website building, all this stuff. What does legacy mean today? See, it used to be, as we talked about a little bit earlier, is that, as you said, you know, somebody goes out and buys a hospital, you know, get, uh, donates money to a hospital wing, or they go out and buy a monument, or they go out and buy something, and it becomes their legacy. The way I teach legacy to all my leaders is at a very different realm. For us today, and how I've been doing it for the past three decades, actually, is that legacy is created every single day by the character of who you are, by the confidence that you show, and by the conduct that you behave yourself in. That's how you leave your mark. It's not that you, you, know, you take out some money and put it towards something. It's who you are that leaves the legacy. So leaving your legacy is created by the mark you make every single day. Beautiful. Absolutely. <laughs> now you slipped in three C's there. <laughs> Do you want to? Yeah, yeah. I, I have a few more. 
<laughs> I have character, conduct, I have consistency. And those are the things that are very important when you create a legacy. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Bullseye. So, Love it. Yeah, it, it was interesting because I, I think I mentioned on the last show and, and certainly in the off show hours that I was surprised, and I think Lisa was as well, just pleasantly surprised that the focus was focusing on today, to, to basically living your legacy. And I guess, how does that manifest itself for you, Lolly? What is it that you, what is that you do? Day to, I mean, I know it's the three C's and the implementation of that, but maybe you could give us a story or tell us a little bit more. So I want to talk a little bit about what you said before I answer your question. If you think about biographies, right? You think, let's just take, let's take some examples. Let's take, because uh, I'm obsessed, as you can tell behind me, with reading books. And I love reading biographies because I think the choices that people make on a daily basis is what creates their legacy. Think of all the people that we admire. Think of the people that we look up to. Think of the people that books are written about, all the great things that they've done. What does that come from? It comes from the choices that they've made that then have created their legacy. So for me, I don't think about what is my legacy as much as what is my character and what are my choices in order to leave my mark. And when I say I wanna leave my mark, it's more about how much value am I bringing? Because if I bring value and I'm of service to others, I'm leaving my mark. And so it's thought of in a different way than, oh, I'm leaving that legacy. It doesn't work that way. It's a daily way of being that creates where books are written about you, where people talk about you long after you're gone. Mm-hmm. Well, the other C I'm going to throw in there too, which is a synopsis for what Lolly just described, it's context, right? So because of the, the preconceived notions of how people would stereotypically define or characterize legacy, based on the contrast, another C word, of what it was that Lolly just stated, you know, that truly is what embodies, I believe, and I do wholeheartedly subscribe to your definition, Lolly, of legacy, because it really is the walking, talking, breathing example, and it's not doing it to be contrived, another C word, it's, you know, but it's being cognizant, another C word, uh, <laughs> But it's being cognizant of, you know, really just embodying the spirit because everything we talk about this quite openly and consistently on radio, it's, it's really just, you know, the energetic realm of what it is that you operate within. That's the attractor factor. You know, when you're positive, when you're upbeat, when you're paying it forward, when you're being of service, uh, when you're really here to anchor other people, you want to give people platforms and opportunities in which to shine. Some people don't necessarily equate that with legacy, but that is in the essence and the spirit of who you are and how you execute, navigate every single day. That to me is an extrapolated version of the undercurrent of what would best describe legacy. And when you do that day in and day out, and you're helping people, sometimes even unbeknownst to them, and the lingering impression that you leave on their mind, what you've then just done, which is really important as far as legacy is concerned, is you're giving people an opportunity or another avenue in which to go, okay, well, I never quite thought of being able to help people in that 
aspect. But because that was shown or demonstrated to me, I can then go pay it forward with my tribe or my circle or my platforms or my whatever. And that's the trickle down yumminess that I absolutely love. Right. Interesting what you're talking about. Another C word, Lisa, is compassion. Yes. We have to have compassion towards ourselves. Most of us are very hard on ourselves and we think, what can I, how can I add value? Um, most of us suffer from the imposter syndrome, thinking that we're not good enough or capable enough. And so we have to have compassion enough to say what we do in our little small acts of kindness will add up to something really wonderful in a legacy. So that's something very interesting. People always ask me, and I know we're going off topic, but I think this is very important. People always ask me, what's the purpose of my life? Because, you know, leaders, they're leading others and they say, what do I need to do? What big thing do I need to do? And I always equate that to dipping into your pocket and donating it to a building. That's not what purpose of life is. Purpose mm -hmm. of life is to bring meaning to every single day with the people that are in your lives, people that you need, conversations that you have, connections that you make. If you can do that on a daily basis, you're leaving your mark, you are living your purpose, and you will leave a great legacy. Beautiful. Yeah. And what that, what, what that also goes to is another C word, congruency. Do your actions match your words? And, you know, and, and how consistently is that so? Um, you know, are you sending mixed messages with what, with the spirit of it, of who it is and what it is and for what you stand for that you would be emitting energetically and through actionable steps every single day? Um, you know, do you have to really dissect what it means to be kind or to be grateful? No, you just, you are, you just simply are. Uh, to me, it's no differently than whatever else is second nature in your daily routine, brushing your teeth, uh, thanking somebody ahead who opens the door for you. Uh, somebody who's very gracious enough, whether they know you or not to ask you how your day is, how are you? What's new? I mean, that's all, that's all encompassed in what it is in terms of formulating legacy. Are you simply just a kind person? If you're a kind person and you're consistently a, a kind person, that in itself, I mean, that's more beautiful of a legacy than a lot of people leave behind, regardless of their books and their accolades and their success. I don't care about any of that. If you're not a nice person, I don't want to read what you've written anyway. So, Lolly, you didn't, you didn't actually go off topic. It was very no, funny because you, you kind of had, you kind of had uh, my brain, the, the, the next question I was going to ask you, which you answered. So now you're going to do it, answer it in slightly different ways. When you're doing your leadership coaching, and you're helping leaders figure out, and they come to you and ask you, you know, what's, what's legacy? So maybe, maybe you could uh, either tell a story, give some, on an overarching thing, when people come to you and they say, hey, I, I need to, I see what you do, right? You're out there. I mean, here's the one thing. You're out there, you're living, how about I say, you're living large, but you're living it uh, both colorfully and also authentically in a very beautiful way. So that's a nice thing to see when I, when I see your emails or I see that you're doing things, I'm inclined to want to participate because I like the persona that you deliver to the world. So my subtle sort of accolade and thank you to you. And, and so people come to Who's he talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about you, my friend, you. So when people see that, and, and let's say they are now in the room with you and they say, help, I want to be that. 
what do you say and and from the context of legacy and what do you say to them and how do you interact with them absolutely and interestingly enough thank you for your kind words i really appreciate that um i was thinking who is he talking about <laughs> um, what i think, own it yes yes i own it and i said thank you yeah. what, I, what i think is important is for every individual not only the ones that i coach but for every single person that's thinking how can i leave my mark the conversations that i have with my clients start with what are your values what is important to you? What do you want to stand for? What do you want people to know about you? Last week I attended a funeral. Guess what? They did not talk about what the guy did for a living. They did not talk about how many meetings he had. They didn't talk about how much money he had. They spoke about who he was as a person. And the stories that they told were came from his values. What was important to him? Family was important to him. Community was important to him. That is the legacies that we leave behind. So if you cannot define what your principles are, what your values are, and what you, what's important to you, then you cannot define what your legacy will be. It has to start at that core conversation. Absolutely. Beautiful. I like it. So... Mm -hmm. One, so a, a visualization technique, this is what I'm interpreting based on what you said. A vi if somebody says to me, how do I make my legacy? Maybe the first thing you say, it's a little morbid, is okay, you're writing your obituary. What do people say about you? So you probably don't say it that way, do you? Are you asking a question or making a statement? Well, it was sort of a, it was a statement with an open-ended inflection at the end, something you should never say. So the opportunity for you to go, yeah, exactly, or no, I wouldn't do it that way. It's so interesting that you started at the end about your eulogy, and I always start from the past, not, not the future. I, because I think that we are created by what we experience, and we decide what's important to us, by how we have been developed as a human being. And so it's one thing, you know, when we talk about legacy, people always talk about the end. I always start from the beginning because I think legacy is foundational work. It's what made you the person that you are today and what is important to you as a person. Most likely people will talk about their past. Most likely people will say, well, this is what happened to me, or there was this someone who said something to me. It has to do with your past that makes you into the present and how you will be remembered for the future. So it's a great exercise to say, what, is, what are they gonna say at the end of my life? But start thinking about who you are from the beginning of your life. Love it. Love it. And you know, it's, it's interesting that you preface it that way, Lolly, because in every body of work that I do, I'm very much about, I'm adamant when it comes to prefacing the beginning as opposed to the end, because particularly if you are uh, a staunch student of life, if you're always looking to absorb and to learn and to grow and to expand, for any information that you're receptive to embracing to make you a better human being or to make you uh, more honed in your mindset or more clear on your vision, um, there is no end. There's no cap. There's no expiry date. It's really just the beginning because there's always a new nuance or a new perspective that we can walk away from, even if somebody has said something seemingly cliche that has been redundantly passed down 
in our world of personal growth and personal development. Uh, but sometimes it's just the way in which it's been said or the way in which it's been um, backed up by a personal testimonial or example or the inflection in someone's voice where that's where we have that aha moment that goes off for other people and people and that's cliche in itself people say you know i've heard that said a million different times but the way in which that was captured or the way in which that was paraphrased i got it and i got it at a much deeper substantial level right you know the famous story about pulitzer he was known and he was associated with the atomic bomb and one day he said to himself, do I want to be remembered, you know, being associated with the bomb? And he went and then he created the Pulitzer Prize. He wanted to be known as the person that gave people accolades instead of destroying people. So that's the same thing for ourselves, even though something has happened in the past and maybe we don't want to be remembered and it shapes us of who we are. That's why we have the present. That's the gift of today, that we can do something today to re be remembered in a different way tomorrow. Absolutely. Ooh. I love that. I nobody's, love that. Nobody's actually mentioned the word present today, present being a present. <laughs> but isn't it? it? Oh, absolutely. The greatest. Yeah, interesting. So what are some of the things that you might recommend, Lolly? Um, I guess we all can cover this. What are some of the things you might recommend people think about or do, right? Is, is how, do you, how do you do? I mean, I think you're covering it, right? Find your purpose, live your passion. Wait, there's a, probably another P I could add there. Um, C's <laughs> and some, P's. <laughs> yeah, we did the C's. Let's do the P's now. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> Paying it forward. <laughs> there you go. So, Lolly, what are some of the things that people can do and think about? And I, I know it's – think about where you're coming from. Think about where you are going to. What do people say about you? But really, living for today is – is I don't know. It, I'm trying to think about where to take this. Is it, it – maybe let me throw in Maslow for a second. When you think about Maslow's hierarchy and people don't have enough money to pay the bills, that living for today is different than if people are comfortable – or people have more than enough money than what to do with. Maybe you can cover it from that perspective. I don't, I respectfully disagree because I really believe, and this is something about myself, this is a principle for myself. This is my belief system. Sometimes people think if I don't have money, then I can't be a certain way. When I talk about legacy, and I'm sorry it's gonna be about the three C's, but when I talk about <laughs> It's important to realize it's not about what you have in your pocket. It's about what you have in your heart. Mm -hmm. It is about your character that will leave an impression. It's about the choices that will leave a mark. It's about the way you conduct yourself that will make an impact. It's the consistency of which you do things that people will remember you. And it is the confidence of the way you show up that will make a difference and I think this is what I'm talking about when it talks about legacy. So if people say, I don't have money to make a difference, poppycock, I don't think that's what this is about. I think it is about who we are. You know, my company's called Lead From Within. So for me, so when we talk about all these outside things, I don't live my life that way. There was, I grew up extremely poor, extremely poor. But I guess what? 
I still was compassionate. I still was of service. What It wasn't about that I gave something that people can hold. I gave them something that they can remember. Saying something, smiling at someone, helping someone across the street. I remember doing that as a child saying, wow, I can do little acts of kindness. It doesn't take money. It doesn't take a big bank account. And so I come from a different way, a different place. I'm with Lolly on that, you know, because I mean, it's, for me, simplification, when we break it down to less is more, you know, people don't remember the money so much or the, the you know, what's associated with somebody. It's because that, that's not relatable to a lot of people. What can people identify with? What resonates with people on a deeper, more humane level? It's the kindness. It's as Lolly said, it's the heart. It's the soul. It's the spirit. It's all those things that redefine and reestablish what it is to be a, a contributing fellow uh, human being. And oftentimes the stories that stick out and resonate with people the most, it's the people who say, you know what, when I didn't have so-called pot to piss in or whatever the case may be, I gave from my heart. And, you know, and that's what really, I think, recalibrates people's thinking in terms of, you know what, it really isn't about the money. Because when I think of how somebody made me feel today it was based on mannerisms it was based on gesture it was based on facial expression it was based on the exchange of a kind word it was a a genuine inquiry it was a nice sentiment expressed in terms of i wish you all my best or love to you in the family or you know what you're going to knock that one out of the park it's the encouragement it's it's the it, you know, that's the yummy stuff that I think that resonates most with people when people think about somebody. So when I think about Lolly, I'm not thinking about her books. I'm not thinking about her 1.2 Twitter million Twitter followers. You know, yeah, that says a lot about the impact that she has. But the impact that she has derives from the values and the core belief of, of how she believes uh, it's important to navigate her life and the type of human being she is cognizant of making that choice every single day of who she wants to show up and be in the lives of others. That's the lingering impression. That's the legacy. I want to share a story, a true story. When I launched my book over two years ago, Lisa reached out to me and sent me an email that said, what do you need? I want to help you. I didn't know Lisa at all. The kindness in her words really touched me. If anybody's ever written a book, or any, it's the hardest thing that you do. It's like giving birth to a big monster that's bigger than you. So the, when you reached out, Lisa, and asked me if I would be part of this interview, and then we had to do it on a day where I had to make a choice, right, between my values of being with family or really having this conversation, I actually told my family, Lisa was there for me when I needed her most, because the kindness to me, I want to pay it forward. And those are the things that you remember. Legacies are created by those moments. So Lisa, I never got to thank you. I'm thanking you now, because well, your you. words left a mark on me. Mitchell, I love you too, but <laughs> it was Lisa that got me here on a Saturday. Thank you, Lolly. I appreciate that. You know, But again, that's the vibe attracts tribe. That's the synergistic creative co-creative spirit that's um you know like attracts like that's the attractor factor and because it does come from a place of sincerity it does come from a place of authenticity um because if i wasn't authentic 
uh, you wouldn't have given me the time of day. If you weren't authentic, I wouldn't have been the least bit interested in seeking you out as one of the very selective panel people we've chosen to do this legacy series. Um, but that's the impression that you left with me. And even though we only had that beautiful moment in time with the loyal listeners and the podcast subscribers well over a year ago, you resonated with me. And you're the only female that's a part of this series. And, you know, that's not right. Um, and it wasn't even consciously a decision on my part, but when I thought about females and, and people who I've interviewed and, and people who I really thought were indicative in their messaging and in, in their daily living of who embodied legacy, I said to Mitchell, I'm, I'm reaching out to Lolly. It was just a no brainer. This is a Saturday love fest, Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad I asked the money question. So because it inspired some, uh, it inspired some really pure feelings. It got me, you gave me an aha moment as you were speaking. So I wanted to reiterate something from, uh, from my book. So I, I, I did a TED talk and I did a book and it's called uh, being seen and being heard as a thought leader. What I want to do is not talk about me. We, we ended up interviewing, interviewing, and you know, Lala, you know, uh, three of these people and, and Iran runs thought leadership for Cisco, but I want to talk about Robert Clancy. So Robert's in the book. He has a half million followers on Facebook, not one, one to two followers on Twitter. I mean, not 1.2 million followers on Twitter. 1.3. Oh, I didn't look ahead of time. I should have looked. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, so what he says, and then I'm going to tie in what you said. What he says in this book, it's, it's an aha moment. It says, good thought leaders are at the top of the mountain. Great thought leaders are at the bottom of the mountain helping others climb up. And when I say that, and, I, and I've been on 150 radio shows this year, and, and so when I say that, I don't actually say anything about money. I don't, I, I don't imply that people have money or don't money, but I will from now on continue that statement. Well, when I was talking with Lolly Daskal, and then whenever the aha message comes from this, uh, we were talking about the fact that, by the way, that person at the bottom of the mountain it doesn't matter their financial status. It doesn't matter who they are. Anyone who wants to help others climb the mountain can. You look at Gandhi. You look at, I mean, a whole series of people who just were them, right? That's what you got me thinking about. And I really appreciate that because it's a dimension that, how about we say this? It's a dimension that men don't think about in <laughs> maybe the same way as women. So I appreciate that food for thought. You're welcome. See, continued love fest. <laughs> All right. So I still, I, I, I'm, I'm, there's still something about, in my mind, the coaching of other people as a leadership executive. There's something there that needs to come out. So I, can I throw it up as an open-ended question that there's more there for you to share? Whatever you Whatever you want, Mitchell. Open-ended, open-ended question. Once again, you're working with groups of people, either at a huge conference or individual or masterminds. How, if if they hear you say these words, um, what you just said, you know, lead from within, you know, do do the right stuff every day. It doesn't matter how much money. And then they look at you and they say, "Yes, but you're a lolly daskal, right?" You, some people. What does that mean? Lolly Daskal, you little rascal. Yeah. So <laughs> sometimes when uh, what I see that happens when you're coaching from 
a position where people think you already have it, whatever habit means, they're thinking, oh, I can't get to where you are, right? Right. They're they're feeling like something happened in life that puts you where you are. And and by the way, all three of us started with very poor uh, underpinnings, right? In terms of, you know, my mom was a single mom, three kids, you know, school teacher salary. So we, we all did that, but 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 still, people look at you and say, "I can't reach your status, right?" I mean, that's one of the things. It, it's one of those hidden. I'm not not a, not everyone does that, but I'm just I, maybe that's the type of leadership coach when they look at and they they get coaching from somebody who's high up the mountain, and they before they even start, they say, "I'm never going to get there." Maybe that's an interesting place to go. So let's talk about the let's talk about the assumptions that Mitchell is making. <laughs> because number one is, if you think about it this way, as a coach at the level that I am at, I am I am a person that is usually the shadow of a great, I coach mostly men. I do coach, thank God, three women, which is real, because I coach the C-suite, right? And so the men mostly that I coach, and now some women, is that I'm the shadow. I'm the person that is not in the forefront, that is not of living of great grandeur. No, I'm the person that stands on the side that does enormous amount of listening, enormous amount of looking and being aware, but it's not about being elevated in a title or position. I don't have that. I stand amongst others. I stand with them, beside them. As I always tell all my clients, I am your partner. We are partners. And I think that two things. If we look ourselves as individuals that are constantly collaborating with each other and that we're always a work in progress, we've mm-hmm. never arrived. We've never on the mountaintop looking down. You know, why? Because life will end up throwing us something that throws us off that mountain. And so we are const if we can see ourselves amongst each other, not someone that is elevated, but that you and I are on the same level and you have struggles and I have struggles. And if we can just open up our hearts and if I can ask as a good coach, a good open-ended question that gets you thinking and you have an aha moment, I've had a great day. And so this elevated idea is not something I, pers- I don't even think about it. It's not something I even think about or act that way. We are here, we're having a great conversation, and that's what it's like when I coach also. Lovely. I would be remiss, actually, because what you said, Mitchell, it made me think of somebody else who's worth mentioning here. I'd be remiss if I didn't say a shout-out and a thank you to all of our mutual friend, Dove Barron. Dove Barron was the one who initially introduced me to Lolly as a prospective radio guest, given how highly he also thinks of her, and I respect Dove uh, and his opinion holds a lot of currency with me, both personally and professionally. Uh, But Dove, when I think of Dove too, and I thought about this because of the way you asked the question, Mitchell, in terms of, you know, looking at it from an outsider standpoint, questioning how is it that they could get to where Lolly is, you know, getting there. Dove is the first person, not the only person, but he's so succinct in his messaging that this really hit home with me uh, and tweaked for me when you mentioned this, uh, Mitchell, there is no there. There is no there, particularly for people like us who are committed to personal growth, personal development, and are staunchly committed to never being in competition with other people. It's about 
raising our own standards. It's about every single day being committed to being the best, most improved version of who it is we are. Um, you know, because if we're understanding that this is an internal job, if we're understanding that we've got enough to work on within ourselves before thinking it's our right or our prerogative to point the finger elsewhere and find fault with other people who are seemingly lacking in a certain area or they're deficient uh, or they've got things in which to improve upon, unless it's a mentoring relationship and you're paying me for that and you're eliciting me, that's not my prerogative. That's not my prerogative to weigh in on that. I'm too busy working on myself and I've got a long way to go. So I bring Dove up, one, because I want to thank him again for putting you, Lolly, on my path and in my life and in my journey, and also to reemphasize and reinforce the fact that there is no there. There is no there. There's always going to be a higher level within yourself that you want to aspire to, not from an accolade success standpoint, but in terms of being a better, more refined human being, a contributor to society. Very well. <laughs> uh, that's tasty. <laughs> so yum, yummy. One of my favorite words. <laughs> uh, I use tasty. Use yummy. That's your third yummy. Good job. Um, so a half hour goes by awfully fast. Uh, I. It was interesting. Uh, it was interesting to have this conversation, and I really, I really appreciate you spending the time. Both of you guys spending the time to make this happen. Uh, Lolly, is there? Given if you reflect on what we what was said, uh, any of us, and what you heard, is there sudden is there a question that we should have asked that we didn't, or is there a, a set of thoughts you'd like to impart uh, for those that are that are that are listening or uh, either listening or watching or both? I'd like to just mention more of a statement than a question. In all the years that I've been coaching and the places that I have spoken at and lunches and I work with. Um, you know, domestic violence shelters and all, I work with lots and lots of different individuals. And the question that keeps coming up that people always say to me is, you know, is greatness for me? Is legacy for me? Can I really leave my mark? And I always want people to understand is that greatness, success, legacy, purpose is a choice that we all have and it's available for all of us. We just have to choose it. It's not about what he's doing and what she's doing. It's within us that we are capable of doing more than we think we can. And there is, you know, I, people always say, greatness is not for me. I go, yes, greatness is for you. You just have to choose it. Mm -hmm. mm, it. Simple, beautiful. How, if people want to reach out to you, uh, what would, uh, how would they do that? So um, as you keep mentioning Twitter, I'm on Twitter. You can tweet me. I'm on lollydaskell.com. And if you want to learn how to find your greatness, pick up The Leadership Gap. It's became a national best-selling book all around the world. And I'm, you know, email me, find me on my website. And um, I did 375 podcasts. So you can find me on lots of podcasts talking about life, greatness, and success and leadership. Living Fearlessly was the best, though, interview. I Absolutely, Lisa. <laughs> but of course. Absolutely. And this conversation is the second best. <laughs> Love it. Fantastic. Lisa, how, how would you like to summarize uh, what you heard and what, what, what this session sort of meant to you? 
Well, I just want to summarize that it really, to summarize would mean I would have to paraphrase everything back in which um, Lolly so eloquently and very succinctly articulated. This is a woman who resonates with me inside and out 100% on any given day, behind the scenes, in the public media, on the whatever platform. Um, I think Lolly, what the attractor factor for me with Lolly outside of everything she stands for is she's just the real deal. You know, I really gravitate towards people who are the real deal. You can't fake that stuff, uh, particularly when you have a certain uh, staunch level of self-awareness within yourself and you know to what degree you're willing to own your own BS and you're willing to improve upon your own stuff and uh, hold yourself accountable. Um, people who hold themselves accountable and people who really uh, focus and accentuate their time and attention and energies on the things that are really substantial, the things that are, are really, in my mind, intangible. Like it's the intangible stuff that really has got the most legs, the most teeth, uh, that really carries the most currency with me. And so Lolly, uh, I have nothing but immense respect. I will plug Lolly wherever to whomever. Um, I don't do that a lot with a lot of people. I'm very discerning and I'm very selective uh, because if people see you as the yes person or you know, you're automatically endorsing everybody all the time everywhere, then it kind of loses merit and credibility. Uh, so Lolly is one person who I will forever endorse and support and somebody who I'm very proud uh, and honored and privileged to call peer and colleague. And the legacy that this woman is leaving behind uh, in the here and now, in the present, based on all the C's that she cited, another C, um, is, you know, it's just, it's creme de la creme. I mean, again, good job, Lolly. You're a great human being. And I thank you for uh, the time that you've given us today. You've been very charitable. You've been very gracious. You've been very generous. And thank you to your family for allowing you to make that sacrifice and understanding that, of course, you know, that's who Lolly is. Of course, we're going to concede on that. Another C. So anyway, I just want to say, Lolly, I really want to thank you for everything that you continue to do to pay it forward, to be of service, to be the stellar example in which you are. Um, and I'm very grateful that our paths have crossed not once now, but twice and hopefully again. Thank you. I'm so uncomfortable. I'm blushing. <laughs> I, I, I've never, I'm very uncomfortable, but thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Oh, Lolly, well, well worth it. Um, and then, Lisa, how do people reach out to you? Uh, people can very kindly, graciously reach out to me on my website, livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. I'm on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Apple, C-Suite. I'm staunchly immersed in the C-Suite network. Wear a few different hats there. Uh, email is lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. All over social media, LinkedIn is my favorite preferable site it converts it's like-minded people entrepreneurs who value other entrepreneurs time um so yeah i'm all over all right well i uh thank you where can people find you mitchell where can we find you mitchell yeah, yeah. I, I will uh so i, I want to give a summary but i'll tell you where i'll answer your question first so uh just google my name mitchell levy and connect to me on the same as as uh, laser connect me on the platform you want to play on so LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, Pinterest, Snap. I was taking a snap while we were, we were, uh, we were talking to. <laughs> you know, it's it's a very interesting intimacy tool from uh, how to how to make friends and keep them over time. You Snapchat them, 
And uh, what else did I miss? Oh, Pinterest. Um, I uh, just signed up for C-Suite Radio, so this show will probably be an episode that shares there as well at some point in time. And uh, and uh, I'll, I'll just I'll announce it. I um, the show I'm going to be creating is called uh, Mitchell Levy Presents Aha Moments. And because I have a number of different shows, I'm going to pick my favorite of the week and include that. So it might actually be an audiobook where one of our authors reads their audiobooks, or it might be from Thought Leader Life, or have another show, Grow Your 1099. And, uh, and so it's just pick the best of and, and put that out there. I do have a radio station now. We just started called Aha That Radio. So if you want aha messages 24 hours a day, you can go to ahathatradio.com and it's our authors reading their aha books. Um, from this show, and I'll just, I'll just sort of wrap up. Uh, Lisa, yes, I agree. It was good to have more, <laughs> more of a female focus versus all these men we had. Not that they weren't, you know, uh, not they weren't heart centered, but uh, it was nice to, to see and feel the energy that you're delivering. Uh, to the world, Lolly. That was that was really fascinating. I I think I'll leave with one point that really stuck out to me in terms of something you said. I mean, the 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 one in terms of the what we're talking about legacy. Actually, both they're both legacy. One is you know obviously living for today, being the right person, all the stuff that you mentioned, absolutely beautiful. The thing that was really interesting to me is a demonstration of of your legacy of being that person. And that was at some point in time, uh, Lisa went out and made you feel good, gave you that chip, did something that was favorable for you. And it was in your memory. And it wasn't, Lisa didn't call you and say, Hey, I want to borrow my chip back. Right. She just, <laughs> yeah, she just said, can you help? You want to join us? And, and it felt comfortable for you to say yes. That to me is a demonstration. It, it's the, it's, it's demonstrating integrity. It's demonstrating the authenticity of saying, hey, listen, I, I'm, if at a point in time when I'm in need, if you help me, I won't forget. And that's just, to, to know that from any human being to another is absolutely beautiful. Lovely. If you need me, call me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I extend that to both of you open-ended. You know, whenever, whenever something arises or you see a fit or you see a way in which that I can be of particular service to you, you know, I would hope based on the synergies, based on the collaboration and where we are in the space, uh, I will always have time and room and energy for all of you, for both of you. And just to go back very quickly to what you were saying in your little plug, because we all had an opportunity to self-plug there, um, shameless plug. Uh, but uh, I'm quite happy to be the flavor of your week in all your work there. <laughs> oh, you I have it. no problems being the flavor of the week. How yummy. <laughs> yummy, yummy. <laughs> Anyhow, Lolly, thank you so much. Lisa, thank you. Thank so you, Lolly. And everyone for joining us. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Thought Leader Life. Look forward to seeing you at the next episode. Take care, everybody. Bye now. Take care, friends. Love and gratitude. This is Mitchell Levy, the AHA guy from AHA That. Thanks for listening to this episode of Thought Leader Life, where I'm joined by one of our thought leadership co-hosts to create compelling thought leadership that will propel their status in their industry. To learn more about Thought Leader Life, go to thoughtleaderlife.com. And to learn more about creating and sharing your aha moments, 
Go to ahathat.com slash author, where you can also find a link to book a strategy call. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.